Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, former captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Company, and today I'd like to talk to you about something very dear to my heart, and that is archery. This episode's going to be around... Um, it's going to be two things. First of all, it's how you can get into archery and what you need to do to um, understand it and do it safely at uh, at least Empire LARP, if not LARPing in general. And then also uh, some parts around my personal experience, what it's like to play as an archer and some of the pros and cons as well. And then finally, I'm going to wrap it up with the cost because you know, costing things out and getting into it um, is like with any part of the hobby. It's always a big barrier just so you know what you're getting into before you get too excited. And then finally, how to get into it if you're happy to, uh, well, splash out just a, a little bit more on this crack cocaine of a hobby. But let's crack on with, a, a, I'm going to start with the rules. Uh, I'm not going to say get the boring bit out of the way because they are A, critically important, but B, they, they, they inform the way you play. And it's very important un to understand the rules when you're playing as an archer because you can't play as your um, as your usual infallible hero. And I'll explain why in a second. But my, my first disclaimer is that if you're going to do this, don't rely entirely on this video. Go do some reading, chat to some friends who are archers, um, or if you don't have any friends who do so. Uh, PD are great, the weapons checkers at events are great. Go and talk to them, many people are happy to help. But this is not a definitive or necessarily accurate guide to the rules and the safety behind it. I'm just doing my best to uh, distill that into a relatively short audio medium, although I'm sure this will end up being a 40-minute episode as I rant and pontificate about the numerous grandal I've shot. But anyway, that disclaimer out the way. Uh, this this is more of a the next disclaimer is more around your character. So, LARP archery. You are holding a, a weapon, and I mean a real weapon. If you replace the LARP arrow with a normal arrow, that thing is potentially lethal. So as a result, safety is the key thing you've got to keep on your mind when you're playing. And it does override the cool factor, if you will. You know, your character being a hero or heroically fighting people off or pulling off a, a legolas trick shot. That is how people get genuinely hurt. It ruins the hobby, ruins the uh, the game for you and also for your target, even if you didn't intend it to do so. And it's something that, whilst, of course, you know, you shouldn't be doing swords, we've all seen it. People get hit occasionally a little bit too hard, but it's a foam sword, not stabbing, someone in plate armour. They they might come up with a bruise, hopefully, as a standard or maybe worst case scenario. Uh, I've seen a few people get, I saw one person actually at E4 get a... Uh, I think it dislocated their knee from a particular hit of a melee weapon, but that's the first I've seen in years and years. Typically, you'll come out with a nasty, nasty bruise. And whilst that's very unpleasant, it's a combat sport, we can kind of understand it. When you... Let's call that a fuck-up, right? You don't pull your blow with a sword. But when you fuck up with a bow, you've no longer got a piece of foam hitting someone in armour. You've got a piece of high-velocity plastic hitting somebody in their unprotected eye. At that point, it gets gouged out and that person is blinded, potentially for the rest of their lives. And all of a sudden, the stakes are a lot higher. So it's why these rules are so important to keep the game active and fun. But you've got to remember that your character might fall victim to these rules. And what I mean by that is you might be doing an arrow safety check, which I'll cover later. You might be doing one of those checks, an orc catches you, just take your hits and go down. Just You've, you've been caught, your pants are down. Just, just drop. It's not worth trying to you know, flinch and protect yourself and run off. Uh, just, just accept that sometimes the rules will get in the way of the cool moments, and that is okay, because the plus side is those moments are very rare, and most of the time you'll be having a great time with a bow and using it safely. But if you are really attached to your character and you don't want to go into some of the the high risk scenarios that uh, a archer slash skirmisher gets involved in. Maybe think about picking up the bow um, for your next character or another time. That said, let's start out with the rules. There are quite a few of them. Uh, I think I've got 10 bullet points in front of me. However, from from my personal experience, I found archery very... It sounded very intimidating, but I never actually asked anybody what it was like. And when I got into it, almost by accident, it was, a, it was actually quite a unique opportunity. Um... 
it was actually a lot more straightforward. Um, it, it, a lot of it is common sense, and a lot of it relies on understanding the weapon you're carrying, and if you can do that, then you're pretty much good to go. And the rest of it is, you know, don't shoot people in the head, that kind of stuff. So there are a lot of rules, but trust me, once you've had a bit of practice with your chosen Glock of the medieval era, then uh, I'm sure you'll be fine. But anyway, let's begin. Uh, number one, uh, you can only have a bow or a crossbow of up to 30 pounds of force at a 28 inch draw. Um, any LARP bow is typically fine and within this range, but always do check before buying it. Um, it will be checked on the field. If it doesn't pass, you won't get to use it. Same for crossbows and the like. Every single weapon will be checked. Now, 30 pounds of force a 28 inch draw. What the hell does that mean? 30 pounds of force is the actual force. So I'm thinking like the kinetic energy, the, the smack behind that arrow. Um, typical historical longbows, I think we're in the 300 pound force. The, the forces they were accelerating that arrow and the arrow would hit you with is, well, that's not physics accurate, but that's science nerds, leave that aside. I'm trying to do this as a generic thing, but uh, an actual war bow was at least 10 times more powerful than the bows we use in LARP. So if you do, you know, by any chance happen to sit at home with a classic ash English longbow on your mantelpiece, don't bring that to LARP. Um, no matter how safe the arrow is, firing it with 300 pounds of force behind it is going to hurt someone badly. So that's why we use specific LARP bows. Now, the actual force of a bow, it's not in the string and how elastic that is, it's actually in the bend of the of the wood or the material that has built uh, that the bow is built out of. And as you pull the limbs back, it stores force, you release, the return the bow returns to a straight up spear like shape, but in the process pulls the string forward, fires the arrow. Nice and simple. We try and limit that because if you start having high poundage, like I said before, it doesn't matter how safe the arrow is, that um We'll talk about the heads later, but essentially they have foam on, hard and soft. And if you push the wood or the fiberglass shaft of those arrows hard enough, it will just go through that rubber and uh, really hurt somebody. So yeah, 30 pounds of force. Very important to make sure your bows are within that range. Next up is a 28 inch draw. Um, my off the, off the top of my head, converting inches to centimeters is a bit hard, but essentially it's when you imagine you're a right-handed archer, you've got the bow in your left hand and your arm is fully extended, and then just like in the Hunger Games, you've used your right hand to pull the string back to roughly where your nose is so you can look along the shaft-ish. It's a, a side note, common misconception that you can like sort of aim down the shaft of an arrow to make it accurate. I I'm sure some people can do that, but I think it's bullshit. Archery is very much a, a practice and understanding where your shot will land and hitting a human-sized target is hard enough. Being able to knock someone's earlobe off deliberately, very unlikely. But anyway, when you pull the bow between your left and right hands in that classic archer, dis, um, archer pose, the distance between your left and right hand is the inch of the draw, and 28 inches is what we use for um, for the safety side. The, the reason is, um, is it's it's quite a good pose. It's very hard to pull it further back than that, typically, although some people can. But there's you know a degree of safety built into the force and the arrows as well to compensate for that. But um, we'll, we'll go into full draw later. But essentially, hold a piece, of, get a piece of string, uh, mark it as 28 inches long, hold it in your left hand, and you'll see what I mean if you really want to try it out. But uh, yeah, 30 pounds of force at a 28 inch draw. Sounds technical, but in reality, when you fire your bow or when you pull it back to a, a comfortable and consistent distance, it's not going to hit someone too hard. That That's it. Next up, um, learn how to string your bow. Um, you know, when you, I'm sure if any of you had those little um, English heritage bows as kids, you know, they were so weak, you know, so probably like five pounds of force that, you know, you just slip the string on them and they'd bend a little bit. 30 pounds of force is still a decent chunk and you will need to know how to properly string your bow. I'm not going to go into the different methods um, on this podcast or on this episode uh, because it's very much a visual thing. But if you go and check them out on YouTube, they're very, very cool. And uh, it, it sounds really silly, like, oh, stringing a, stringing a bow, that's that's really easy. Um, I, I've had 
two types of bow. I've had like a, a recurve bow, and I've also had a, a long bow as well. They both have different methods uh, to string them with that you can use. Uh, I use the, the step, like the I think it's called instep method with my long bow, where basically I put put on the floor on the inside of my foot, and then use my right arm to bend out the middle one way and push down the other end the other way with my left arm. And as you can probably tell, it's hard to describe <laughs> uh, verbally and much easier in person. But then with a recurve bow, you essentially almost look, it almost looks like you're tripping yourself up. You jam it between your legs so it, you, know, you can use your legs as a stable platform to bend it more easily to get the string over the top of the knock. Um, couple of different methods um, go and look up how to use them for your specific bow and practice 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 with it because again as part of the the weapons check you'll be asked to string your bow so make sure you can string it and you'll be good to go uh, next one uh, arrows you'll see a lot of them have flat heads that's because that's the only accepted arrow type for empire some other systems in the uk use the golf ball shaped ones on the end Empire does not, so if you want to play at Empire, make sure you're getting flat arrows. On the topic of arrows, uh, the uh, I think one of the most important things is arrow checking. Uh, and the way you do this is it's, it's a four-point check of the arrow. You check the head, the shaft, the flights, which are yeah, the, the feathers at the bottom of the arrow, and then finally the knock, which is a little, um, almost like a C-shaped piece of plastic that clicks onto the arrow string. And allows you to fire it more easily. You know, the end of arrows are not just flat. They have a little groove in for the string to sit there. Um, the way you do this is uh, you, can, you can have two types of arrows made with wood or fiberglass, but the process is broadly the same for both. Uh, you check for the head is securely attached, so you, you sort of squeeze it, give it a slight little wiggle or rotate. Nothing forceful, of course, but just to make sure that it's firmly in place. Uh, you clear any debris off the top, so for example if you've just fished a arrow out of a thorn bush, make sure it hasn't got thorns on, because that'll hurt somebody, and, you know, we don't want to do that. Uh, the actual shaft, for wood arrows, uh, you give it a little bend, just a little one, and check for any splinters. For fiberglass, you definitely need to bend it, um, because fiberglass splinters are a lot harder to spot. And with fiberglass arrows, do not run your hand up and down it, as some people do with wooden ones, uh, because fiberglass splinters hurt like fuck, and you won't be able to see them. So running your hand up and down just confirms that you've injured yourself. Some might argue better than injuring somebody else, but ideally, nobody gets injured full stop. If you hear a creaking or a crunchy sound as you do um, any of those movements with either arrow, um, it's got a splinter or a crack in it somewhere, don't fire it. Um, typically what we do as archers is keep an arrow, uh, just if an arrow is unsafe, we lean it up against a tree and we leave it to be uh, picked up later. If it's one of our personal arrows, I would still recommend, if you have a spare quiver for whatever reason, you, you probably won't, but if you can segment it away from all the other arrows, fine, keep it on you and dispose of it later or repair it later. You know, some wooden ones can be swapped out, but in reality, just leave it by the tree and it'll be picked up later because... You do not want to put a broken arrow back into your quiver and say, oh, I'll just, you know, remember not to fire this one and do it for all the others. But in the heat of combat, inevitably, you will pull that one out and inevitably you'll hurt somebody, including yourself. So, yeah, just uh, just don't do it. The flights themselves, there'll be three. Make sure there's three on there. So they're not damaged or loose. And then finally, the knock, make sure it's not splintered. Uh, make sure it's in good shape and there's no dirt inside it as well. And the reason we have to be so careful with arrows is because whilst the bow has a lot of power behind it, and it, you know, twang, you can, you know, hurt your, you know, you might hit your nose, get a bruise on your forearm. The arrow is the actual dangerous bit. And if that hits somebody, and let's say uh, it splinters on contact, you've got lots of high speed splinters going around, might hit someone in the eye, uh, go through the arm, that kind of stuff. So I say get through, you know, you'll get splinters through the. Uh, sort of top layers of your flesh. I don't think a LARP arrow is literally going to go through somebody, but we don't want to check that at any point. So yeah, check your arrows. Uh, there's lots of detailed videos on it. Uh, there's actually a really good one by Nick Turner. I think it's and there's a link to it on the weapon checking page of the Empire LARP wiki. Um, go there. There's there's a great video. It shows you each part of the the arrow and how to check it, and what you should do, and what you should not do. And make sure you get this drilled down because it's the most important point.
Next up, your quiver. So an archer's quiver is sacred. There's been plenty of times in the heat of combat where I've wanted people to put arrows in my quiver for me because I'm busy loading an arrow and firing off against some dastardly Grendel. However, don't do that. Don't let people do that. Because as soon as something enters your quiver, think of it like a system. It goes into quiver, it, then into your hands to check, then fired out of bow. You need to be entirely responsible for that. Uh, you'll be given a, a little page when you go to battle, or when you get weapon checks, sorry, with your bow. And that is PD's way of saying, look, you, we assess, we've assessed you, you've had your training, but here are your the terms and conditions you must comply with to use your bow. You do not let other people enter that because they've not been checked, and that's why you keep it as a closed system. Someone can hand you an arrow to your hand all day, but they cannot load your quiver for you whilst you're not looking. It's very tempting to do that, but don't do it. The reason is, some players, uh, there's two ways you can play uh, with, with, with uh, whilst checking your arrows. The first is you check before you fire each arrow, which is what I personally use. The second is that you can check them, put them into your quiver, and if all the arrows, the only, um, only checked arrows are in your quiver, then you can pull one out and fire it, in theory, without checking, right? Those are the two ways you can do it. The second one personally gives me the heebie-jeebies because you're running around a lot. I love combat rolling. <laughs> um, if I've rolled over my quiver, I might have damaged something in there and I want to check it before I fire it. And even then, even then, if I'm just the, just the idea of, oh, I've checked it earlier, I'm sure it'll be fine. I want to be damn sure before I send that round, so I'm not sending that round out, um, fire that arrow, that I am happy it's safe to hit somebody. Imagine you're shooting, I always think of it as imagine that you're shooting at your own mother. Are you satisfied that you're not actually going to hurt her when you fire this? So that's why I always check before firing rather than quiver, but you can play it that way. The important thing is nobody else is involved in that system. Don't do it. Don't let them do it. Next up is range. So obviously you can gently pull an arrow and fire it a short distance, and you can pull it quite hard, up to 28 inches, and fire it a longer distance. These have correspondingly different powers behind them, different amount of force, and the idea here is that you will not full force somebody, or full draw as we call it, uh, point blank, because that really hurts. When you fire at them 30 meters away, that arrow's got plenty of time to slow down a bit and hit them in a safe, safe enough way, but at point blank, that's going to hurt. Even if it goes fully safely, it will leave bruises. Uh, there was one time I personally got shot in the nuts uh, from about five meters by a full draw bow when I was monstering. Um, genuinely floored me. Like, sensitive area of my body anyway, but uh, genuinely floored me for a good couple minutes. Very, very painful. Full draw bows at short range hurt. So the rule is you do not full draw at 10 meters or less, and, it's, and you proportionally lower that. So if someone's you know, 10 meters away, you don't need to full draw it. I would just half draw it and just aim for their legs. If they're point blank in front of you, you know, you'd give it a couple inches and almost almost let it slide off your bow. But that's only technically. In reality, you should leave by that point or more safely um, unlock the arrow if you can. Make sure the bow is not going to poke anybody or the arrow um, in, in hand to hand. Take your hits and fall over. Um, because if you're in melee as an archer about to shoot, you're fucked and you deserve it. <laughs> Crossbows can't choose their power, which they, you know, they are literally uh, an all-or-nothing weapon. So as a result, the minimum range is three meters. Anything less than that, you just can't shoot them. Full stop. And in my experience, lock crossbows have a lower poundage than bows, typically 22 to 25, to to account for this. I, I would say I'm not an expert on that side, but uh, you know, we don't want a full force 30-pound crossbow shooting you in the kneecap at point blank and dropping you to the floor. Check it out though, again, some crossbows are full power. Mine personally wasn't, but they, they can vary. Next up, headshots. Don't aim for the head. Um, I've been shot in the face by a archer and it burst both of my lips against my teeth and I was spitting out blood for a good five or 10 minutes afterwards. Um, people thought it was very cool. So, like, oh Chris, where'd you get the blood capsule? To which I responded, I'm just bleeding. Um, it stunned me and this was, this was from a good 20 meters away. So, you know, full, this was a, a standard draw. It didn't look like the player was being dangerous. It just happened to be an unlucky shot. 
hit me in the, right in the lips and they exploded. So yeah, um, don't aim for the head because it hurts. And also from a game point of view, it's only one hit. Um, impale doesn't count to the head, cleave, all of that stuff doesn't work on the head entirely to discourage that kind of combat. Same with archery, take a single hit and um, you know if you are hit with an arrow in the face, just take a hit and walk off. And if you're an archer, it's a good common courtesy to sort of get eye contact with them and wave and check for their all right and, and apologize. Talking about melee a little bit earlier, if you get rushed, um, don't parry with your bow. Uh, your bow or crossbow is not a melee weapon. It's not made of foam. It's not a sword, axe or shield like the other weapons at Empire. So all you do, in my experience, if I'm in hand-to-hand -hand and I've been caught with my pants down, I pull mine to my chest and hold it upright so it doesn't poke anyone. You don't want to level it like a spear because that will hurt somebody. Keep it upright so you just take the hits on your torso and arms. And then as you gently lie to the floor, you can cuddle your bow and keep it safe with your body. You know, that expensive asset you want to keep <laughs> keep from being trodden on. And just die. Uh, just When I say die, um, start your bleed out counter. Hopefully you don't die three minutes later, but that's only fingers crossed. Nothing guaranteed. But yeah, don't parry with the bow. It's not safe. Um, and of course, when you've got your nice fancy bow, you've strung it, it's got your arrows on, you don't want to be using that to take hits from people with their weapons because they can break them. Finally, parrying arrows. So this isn't really for the archers, but more the people listening who are interested in archery and currently fighting hand to hand. Arrows are only safe when the arrowhead is flying at you because it's got foam on the end and a little bit of rubber and it'll go thud. It won't go in your eye because the, the circle, the size of the uh, the arrowhead has to be larger than an eye socket. So it won't go in your eye, it won't do anything nasty, it just might give you a bad bruise. As soon as you start parrying those arrows in mid-fucking air, I've seen people sidewinder them, especially high guard, um, it's, that arrow will spin. It's You are extremely unlikely to, if you... The only time I've accidentally stopped a, an arrow with a, with a weapon was I was using a two-handed longsword and I stopped it like a cricket bat. Um, so I held it flat down, angled it towards the floor and the archer happened to shoot. Uh, they were aiming at my right leg and I put the blade there and it happened to stop it. That is the, that's against the rules uh, to not take that as a hit. So I took my hit and went down anyway. But that's the only time I've seen an arrow bounce off a weapon directly back the way it came in what could remotely be described as a safe way. You know, low powered below knee height, straight into the floor. Typically when arrows are being fired over a shield wall and someone hits it in the shield wall, it'll start to spin and that plastic knock part is suddenly traveling towards your eye sockets at a high speed. That knock is smaller than your eye socket. It is harder than foam and it will go in. It'll also hit you in the mouth, teeth, uh, chip away any parts of your neck. It might even gouge part of it as well, depending if the knock is damaged by the actual blade swing as well. So yeah, don't do it. And when you're blocking with your shield, try and angle it downwards as well. Blocking your shield is, is fine. You're expected to do so. Do defend yourself, but don't use a sword. Okay, that's, that's it on the high level of the rules. Please do check the actual wiki pages. There's one called bow safety and one called weapon checking. Uh, read both of them to get the full picture. And also check out Nick Turner's video, but it's linked on the weapon checking page to get the whole idea. So, that's the boring bit out of the way. Ah, damn it, I said it. It's not boring, it's necessary, it's interesting. Because I actually had a lot of fun learning how my um, learning how to use my bow. Um, it's, there's some really interesting history behind how you string them. Different methods used by different like you know, Welsh longbow, longbowmen at Agincourt, for example. It's, it's actually quite cool. And then also when you're getting intimate with your arrows and checking them, you, you really appreciate the construction and the, the craftsmanship of them as well. It's, it's quite cool. It's quite cool. My top tips when engaging with the rules and you know, getting started with archery um, from a rules-based agenda. Uh, practice stringing your bow. Just do it. So string, unstring, string, unstring. Practice firing your bow. Uh, the fun part, do some practice archery in the garden. Set some targets out. Um, I used a, well, I used other LARPers, let's be real. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, because it makes you check your arrows because you're firing, it, it's a good habit because you, 
you're firing at your mates and you're going to damn well check your arrows before you fire and make sure you don't hurt them. If you fire willy-nilly at a fence then you know you might learn some bad habits. Practice correctly because perfect practice makes perfect, not just practice. Um, practice with your kit on as well. Um, sure, go out in the afternoon if you've got a you know, jumper and trousers on, whatever. But uh, I actually used it as a chance to put my quiver on, fill it with arrows, get my uh, my van brace, which is a piece of leather that protects your the inside of your forearm, the arm that's holding the bow. Because as the string comes along, the, along it, it can uh, give you a nasty whack, so protect yourself. Not Strictly not necessary, rules-wise, but 100% you need it from a practical point of view. But yeah, practice. Um, I, I found that my having my quiver on my back, it, it feels very cool, but it takes a lot of getting used to. And actually having it fastened at your hip, uh, kind of like a holster, is a much more efficient way of doing it. Um, and if you're going to do it any other way, I would recommend practicing with your kit on. Someone asked me, you know, how long did you practice before feeling confident enough to do archery at um, at Empire? Uh, in, in reality, as long as you can effectively pass, yeah, excuse me, effectively pass weapons check, you can go on the field that day. Because if you pass weapons check, you are safe. As long as you continue to be safe and follow the rules, you can go straight on. However, I would recommend putting at least 100 rounds down range, um, sorry, 100 shots, uh, and you'll be golden. Um, stringing and unstringing every 10 to 15, and after, after that, you know, you learn, you'll learn in practice how to string your bow, um, you've got plenty of rounds down range, you've had a chance to check your arrows and fire them off a couple of times. Now, I'm not going to say something like, you know, firing an arrow makes it better, it by definition gives it more odds to, to break, but when you've just got a new fresh batch of arrows you want to check them just firing them a couple times just to understand the weighting of them and how they're going to land and how they hit um, my ones are relatively heavy on the front so they dolly drop a fair amount so i've learned that like right i can fire at certain angles over a shield wall and get people in the torso or knees as opposed to let's say i picked up some relatively light arrows i don't practice with them and then my usual shot would hit them in the head instead of the torso so yeah practice with your kit and then the final one, uh, from history itself, uh, add another string to your bow. Um, it, it's literal. Um, if you're going to buy a bow, buy a couple of strings. Having a backup is great. Um, if they get frayed or damaged, they, they'll fail weapons check. Um, so having a spare is a good idea. And also they can snap, they can come undone. Lots of things can happen to a piece of string. Having a spare is a good idea. So, that's the, that's the rules out of the way and my tips on them. Let's get into the, the fun part, which is actually using the bow and my experience of it, because it's 100% worth the hurdle of, of safety and, and setup. Uh, the first, the big question, crossbow or bow? Personally, for me, bow is the winner. Uh, you, you get more control over your shots because you can half draw, quarter draw, for example. You can't have a crossbow. Um, you typically get more range because with a, with a bow, you've got up to 30 pounds of force. Um, more force gives it a little bit more range although between 25 and 30 it's not really that that much difference but there is you know an extra couple meters in it um and also availability of ammo so most people are bow users at empire up there are a handful and a growing handful of crossbow users but typically as you're trading arrows back and forth with the enemy you're getting arrows and not bolts back your way so you can load them into your bow and refire them. A side note there I didn't really mention at the top um, but they don't have to be your arrows to fire them you can fire any arrows that you find as long as you check them appropriately so you know when you're when you're playing be aware that players will be using your arrows because if you can shoot at them they're definitely allowed to shoot at you. However on the crossbow side of things I personally think it's a great backup weapon um, for skirmishes, if you have one. And the reason being is that in, in a battle, um, you go through high volume of, of bolts, you run out of ammo quickly, hard to replenish, and the range is relatively short. With archers, you've got a bit, bit more range, dolly dropping is a bit more effective. Uh, by dolly drop, I mean arcing a shot over shield walls, and just being able to knock out you know, enemy physics, any, other enemy archers or um, officers. However, the crossbow really comes into its own on skirmishes, because bows take a while to reload. 
it is exhilarating and terrifying when you're actively trying to reload whilst being charged or being chased. It's difficult and I think there's there's no rules on being static when you're reloading, although that is definitely best practice. Uh, but I can do a, let's say, a gentle tactical jog whilst, you know, knocking an arrow, but it's still difficult. It takes me longer to do it. There's no way I can outrun a charging Grendel. Now with a crossbow, I find I can, because it's smaller and more compact, I find I can run, you know, at a jog pace with it pulling against my chest and then use both hands to pull back the string and knock it safely. Mind you, safely, always practice this and make sure you can do it safely. But I can do that at a higher speed and bolts are easier to load in. There's no knock for them. You just put them into the, um, put the bolt into the, the groove of the crossbow and then make sure it's fixed and ready to fire. I find that to be invaluable on skirmishes when it's fewer people, fewer troopers involved, and you have got to get that bolt out and quickly, and you are not going to have cover when you're reloading. You might be a scout mission, you might be just a pair of people, and when the, uh, well, when the monster team rush you, they are coming for your blood, and archers typically get turned over. Crossbows stand a small chance. That's my personal experience, but yeah, bows for main battles, and in general, I would say the bow is your best shout. But crossbows have an interesting niche that does make them very fun. The other side is uh, crossbows are very good on anvil field. So a bow is a very large, obvious weapon, but you can be inconspicuous with a crossbow under a cloak if you're up for some cloak and dagger kind of operations. And because you can uh, pull back the string and leave it, uh, leave it ready to fire, Mind you, not for hours and hours, of course, just a short period of time. But you can use it a bit like a gun if you're, for example, some kind of criminal and you want to hold people up for their for their milk money. Crossbows are effective at doing that. Fully drawing a bow is very dramatic and very obviously it's, it's, people are going to see that and it's a robbery. But if you just pull your cloak gently to one side and underneath you have a loaded crossbow, it's thrilling, exciting and very thematic. So again... User's choice, but if I was going to tell, if I had to tell someone to pick, I would go for a bow personally. Recurve, longbow, um, horsebow doesn't matter. Does not matter which shape, but bow versus crossbow, I think is I think is superior. Okie doke. My my personal experience, just in general, archery is so fucking cool. I feel cool. I I'm brave enough to say I am cool on the field. And there's some great shots I've had of um of me sort of drawing a bow, sort of standing against a tree log, and it looks almost like a Lord of the Rings Ithilien Ranger, and it's just mwah. of course you can look cool in full plate armor, sword and shield, or with you know Navari leathers and and spears, but there's something about an archer that just looks awesome. It just looks so fucking cool. You'll also get put into some really high intensity scenarios because archers um typically get given scouting roles purely because of fantasy and uh, <laughs> just, you know, it's the trope. You know, scouts have ranged weapons because they don't want to charge into melee because there's typically only a handful of them versus a unit. They're not going to win. And as a result, shoot an officer and, and run off into the bracken. You will be used that way on skirmishes and in battles. And it is very fun because you get right up into the enemy they will possibly charge you and you've got to, under intense stress, fire off an accurate, safe shot and then bug out as quickly as you can. Um, plenty of times I've been run, I've been seen and heard running back to the Navari lines going, <laughs> as um, oh, actual quote there, as um, I'm being chased by a horde of Druze who are baying for my blood and I've just shot one of their mates and they are out to get me and... Because archers and skirmishers in general operate forward of a battle line, it's not like you can just get into shield wall and be safe. You've got to run. You've really got to run. So, um, yeah, being a, a scout, ranger, sniper, if you will, if you, that kind of playstyle appeals to you, a bow will be your best friend. When it came to crossbows, uh, I just the the broad difference here is uh, my previous character ban. Uh, the namesake of these uh, podcasts. Uh, he used a crossbow exclusively. Um, <laughs> I describe it like a Glock uh, because it was just it was just great to have loaded 
hidden underneath my cloak or my robes, and I could pull it out and hold people up for their lunch money at pretty much any point. And when people see a loaded crossbow, they just you can see the the panic in their eyes of because people don't wear chainmail and anvil typically. Center of mass shot at three meters, down they go, and uh, after that you can loot them and run off. So it's a uh, it's a very fun thematic weapon, and also they don't feel as complex or or as scary as a, as a full bow. So when you're stringing a full bow, you've got const you know like a relatively complex step through method. Really checking your arrows, and because the longer you've got, more areas to check. But with bolts, um, same principle but shorter, and it feels a little bit safer. And also the crossbow as well. It's pull the string back, lock it in, pull the trigger, done. Um, nice and simple. None of this learning with the uh, like how to weight your shots. It's a little bit more straightforward. And it was my personal gateway into archery. Um, so essentially, someone was reselling their secondhand crossbow. I took them up on it. Um, the words came out of my mouth was yeah sure and uh had a go of it had a lot of fun and had some some great times with that uh with that bad boy on the bow side of things what a rush it is to hit somebody to get a accurate relatively long range shot but dollies over a battle line and hits uh, an enemy physic people cheer you as they go around and ah oh, it's it's exhilarating absolutely exhilarating um, you know, pulling off some trick shots like hitting people in the in the knees where they're not armoured, so they go down. And you know, props to those players who actually take those hits. You are the best. Um, when you can sort of, when when you run with a crossbow, it feels a bit like you're holding a rifle. Uh, in all honesty, probably because they're kind of, you know, similar shapes. Uh, f for me, that still felt cool. But when I hold a bow and I jog around with a, an arrow knocked, ready to fire at the enemy, I feel very medieval. With the crossbow, I feel like I'm laughing, but with the bow, I feel like I'm going back in history. The final one uh, on the bow or crossbow side is, if you want to be a skirmisher, turn on hard mode and don't wear armour. Um, you know, something like the Unconquered, for high guard, they wear chainmail, they're typically medium armour with their archers. They're kind of like close-range skirmishers, um, or heavy skirmishers, shock skirmishers, there's lots of different terms, but... Um, they'll be a bit heavier and they can take a hit back from uh, from enemy archers. However, I personally like running around with just a t-shirt and, well, sorry, a tunic and my, my trousers because if I get hit by an enemy archer, I just go down and it forces me to be very, very alert, very careful in how I move and who I engage and how. And the bonus of being able to go in to a high-stress you know, high scenario, shoot an officer and leave feels awesome. And when you're doing that without carrying a bunch of chainmail on your back, it feels great. And when you just know that as soon as someone touches you, you've got two hit points and you're down. Uh, the high risk side of it, as you might be able to tell, is 99% of the reason I enjoy it. But um, I'm hoping some of you might try that as well and get just as addicted to it as I am. But then again, I'm on my eighth character. Most people are not. Maybe I just like dying. Maybe it's just a me problem. In general, as an archer, people will cheer you and congratulate you on good shots. Um, it's a way to get shield walls moving. Uh, if you hit officers or key members of that shield wall, you can turn a static standoff into a full-blown charge for your team. And all you've got to do is hit them in the knee, they go down, and then you watch as the tide of rage seeps forward. Because it's, it's, it's an incredible thing to watch, because you can see everyone's collective everyone's collective battle brain going off at the same time and it only takes about a second maybe one and a half seconds to react but you see there's a slight pause the enemy realize shit the wall is not intact and then your side if they're brave enough take the opportunity and exploit that gap and, and go in and it's uh it's a wonderful thing to see in action you'll also get to see a lot of the battlefield um, as, as an infantryman you will have to uh you know, stick with your unit if you want to survive realistically. Uh, scouts and runners who are melee based, you know, are exceptions, but you've got to stick as a unit to, to be effective, and that typically means staying in one area of the battlefield uh, for most of the time, unless you redeploy. As an archer, you can turn up to a shield wall, fire off an arrow at some geezer, and then trot off to whatever part of the field you want to see. If there's a big, loud fight going on, you can go over and get involved because you are a self packaged badass ready to kill, maim, and burn for the uh, 
god emperor of the empire. <laughs> but the uh, of course you could do this in melee as well, but you're more vulnerable then. But as an archer, you can turn up, shoot an officer or a key member of that battle, and make a significant impact without risking yourself. Feels very nice to plink away at people without too much danger coming back at you. But yeah, you'll see a lot of the battle as you go around collecting arrows as well, and just all the different RP, all the different nations, and it's it's very nice in my experience to turn up with a bunch of Dawn, uh, so Dawnish knights, join them, and uh, they start saying, "Ah, oh, you, no Navari, shoot that one, shoot that one, shoot that one." Kind of like a game hunt, and you know, as you, well, if you're as a <laughs> as good as me, as you clonk them off, they all start to cheer, and ah, oh, it's just. It's just wonderful. No, nothing rivals it. Units of archers. Uh, on the topic of units and effectiveness, um, I am part of the Navarcha unit in Navarre, which is unsurprisingly Navari archers. Uh, it's very well run, and I think there's about 10, I'd say, a good consistent 10 who get on the battlefield. There's a battle buddy system, so you're typically rocking around at twos or threes, and sometimes fives and potentially up to tens if you're a fresh deployment. But typically, archers get scattered along a front line, and you'll be—it's up to you to use your initiative and your skills to impact the battle. Um, units of 20, 30 archers volleying at each other on the field. I've seen the marchers do it with their longbow companies, but I haven't seen the monsters really do it back to them, unless it's a staged defensive point like a fortress, in which case you will get a bit of a shootout going on, like a Mexican cartel. That is very fun to watch and be part of although the casualties do mount incredibly quickly. Alright, um, final two points on my experience and the fun part. Uh, be prepared to run. Um, just, just be mobile, just uh, be prepared for that. And keep a tally of how many you've shot, uh, because it's very fun to go down. And people will talk about, oh, I got two today, I got four with my spear. And then you sit down and you can calmly say, I have shot 49 druge today. <laughs> and uh, oh sorry 47 was uh, my first outing with Lindir clearly bragging here and it's my podcast now I'll do what I damn well want but <laughs> um, having that kind of impact and by downs I don't mean kill kills but you know, knocking them to the floor and letting off a Navari beat the crap out of them or otherwise taking them out of the battle for a bit it feels real good it's just when you, when you consider the impact that you have on the battle with your bow mwah, chef's kiss Alright, cost. So, you like what you've heard so far, you want to get into it. LARP can be a pricey hobby. Archery is part of LARP. Ergo, LARP, archery can be a expensive part of the hobby. So the arrows, uh, you might have heard people sarcastically say you're you know, firing away £10 notes. Um, that's pretty accurate. Arrows cost around about £10 each-ish. Um, Brexit has pushed up the price of some of these arrows. Some are made domestically, but a lot were imported from Germany, just like a lot of Mithalon kit, if you're f familiar with their stuff. Um, the Brexit imported ones cost around 14 quid each, and that's even in bunches of 10. Uh, you can buy them individually, of course, but if you buy in 10s, you typically get a, a discount, like uh, the 10th one free or a pound off each one, that, that kind of thing. I'd recommend you shop around, ask of archers where they get where they get their arrows from and make sure that you've got um, a good supply because um, you know 10 you know 10 10 rounds will go pretty quickly and more is not is ideal and if you've got less if you've got five or less you'll find yourself out of ammo very quickly it's it's fine it's part of archery to go around and scavenge for shots but sometimes you just want to volley after volley after volley into a good flank you've got if you've only got five arrows you're going to go through those relatively quickly so yeah, arrows, around about a tenner each, shop around, see what you can find. Uh, whether they made a bow or fiber, um, sorry, not bow, wood or fiberglass, doesn't make any difference. And again, take personal recommendations, they're probably the best way to buy things nowadays. From a bow point of view, and I mean bows, not crossbows, uh, take your pick. There are loads of suppliers for these, um, like LARPin, um, LARP Warriors, I think is another one. Um, they're, they're usually my go-to. They've got some standard LARP bows there. They're, they're fine. Um, Etsy, Facebook trade, that kind of stuff. Go for, go for one of those. Like I said earlier, the design doesn't matter if it's longbow, recurve, horsebow, whatever. Rule of cool applies here. 
as long as it's under £30. Uh, £30 of force, by the way. I reckon a, a bow. I got my first my first recurve bow relatively cheaply, but that was about £70. Uh, my, my pride and joy, my ash longbow from Quiverstock, uh, with 10 arrows, that came to £200 in total. So you could argue maybe it's you know £100, £120 for the actual bow itself. Um, but that's a really high quality bow. So typically, let's say 70 to 120 is your range. And of course, the decision is yours for what you get. If you're thinking about a crossbow, I can't recommend Umbra Armouries enough. Uh, I use their crossbow um, patent, their design. Um, it's a 10 out of 10 for simplicity, safety and reliability. And it's also fun. Um, in my notes here, I've described it as the AK-47 of archery because I've literally seen children using it with ease. So it's a good, reliable weapon. I think it sits around the 22 to 25 poundage. And, you know, bolt. I think bolts are usually about eight pounds each. They're a little bit cheaper because they're less popular. But um, yeah, Umbra Armoury Crossbow, 10 out of 10, would recommend. And also, in general, with your arrows, uh, be prepared to lose them. If you buy 10, you will. I lose about one to two arrows every single event where they just don't come back. Um, you are able to like mark the foam on the front. You'll be able to write your PID um, or a recognizing, oh, sorry, a recognizable symbol. But they'll get broken, stepped on, damaged, lost deep in the woods. And there was one arrow I fired, uh, I, I, I basically tripped a little bit on a rock as I stepped forwards. And I angled up and fired the, <laughs> fired the shot long into the distance. And the ref next to me just said, that's never coming back. And uh, he was right. So, uh, yeah, budget for one or two. View it as a £20 upkeep per event, and you should be golden. Um, if, you, if you can, buy them in bulk because it's cheaper. But, of course, make sure you've got enough ammo to actually have fun. You can go on the field of bow and no arrows. I'm sure there's nothing against that. But you're going to have to wait to be literally shot at before you can start playing that game. So I would recommend going on with some ammo at least. Getting into it, my top tips would be um, take a lesson from a buddy. If you've got someone in your group who does it already, get your friends to show you. Um, that's what happened with me. Love it. Got me over the complexity of the uh, the rules behind it because it can be very intimidating and uh, not authoritarian, but it can look very strict, like very, very strict and scary. Like you will hurt people unless you do this and you must do it exactly right. That's true. But once you've got your ha hang of it, it's actually really easy and you can still have a lot of fun whilst being safe um, and if you haven't got a buddy ask ask another LARPer if they're willing to teach you and even if you're you know if you're a bit underconfident you don't want to talk to somebody else um, talk to the weapon trainers oh, sorry the weapon testers uh, sorry weapon checkers there we go the weapon checkers um, at Empire because they, they check these bows and arrows all day and if they've got one on hand I'm sure they'll be able to show you because they are they are meant to teach you how to safely use a bow. So just go and ask and see if you like how it feels. Um, vendors, I'm not sure if they'll let you try. I, I think LARP is a great hobby. The vendors are very much part of that. They're very generous in general, but letting you like practice using a bow in the store or maybe giving you a lesson on it might be a bit of a push. Although some archery specific vendors like um, Quiverstock, for example, in my case, um, they didn't give me a lesson, but they gave me a lot of useful tips and showed me how showed me a little practical example of how to string a bow. Um, that was pretty cool. But uh, otherwise, weapons checkers or your friends should do nicely. You can also just to add there, you can actually ask the weapons checkers to maybe sort you out with a mentor or a battle buddy. Um, there's definitely one in Navarre. Um, they're a I think like an ex international archery champion. Uh, they hang out with the Navarre archers a fair chunk. Um, you know, if you want to get into archery and you're in Navarre, or even if it's OC, just come and ask around. I'm sure if you find me, I can point in the right direction. Or just ask anyone holding a bow in general of how the hell do I use that good chum. And they'll be able to, um, most of the time, help you out. The big thing, um, if you, you know, you've had a little bit of practice with it, maybe done some fun archery in someone's back garden, um, is if possible borrowing for a battle now now this uh, i say this because it's ideal to, to try before you buy 
with archery it's hard because it's a big trust thing okay because you've got an expensive bow with expensive arrows and so it's a big trust thing and, and also um, you're taking your weapon off another player that they can't use on that battle so it is a big thing for them um, so I wouldn't be afraid to ask but just be prepared for a no and, and don't don't be too pushy about it uh, and also of course be prepared to re buy replacement arrows because if you fire and lose them yes you know archers lose arrows every single event but the ones you lose are your fault not the other players so you know if you can buy an extra couple of arrows as a thank you make sure they have returned what they gave you you might be okay but yeah if you can borrow it for a battle awesome 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 attempt because you don't want to have to put down a couple hundred quid just to get into it you want to try it just once mind you just once don't take the piss before you get involved in the um in the archery side of the game that is it i think overall um as usual with LARP, I'd say the key messages are ask people, talk to people, everyone's very friendly. Um, do it safely, but doing it safely does not come at the expense of fun. You can do both, and it's very easy. And overall, archery is, is something that took me years to get into. I absolutely love it. Um, I think my characters are going to be rangers to some extent for the next couple of years at a barest minimum. And I have only shot 101 Druge in total so far, and I fully intend to increase that number to at least 200 before I die. And if I die, well, at least I died trying. So there you have it. Archery, dear citizens. Like I said at the start, I thought this was going to be quick. It's not. It's been 51 minutes. So I'll leave you with a, uh, a little historical fact you almost certainly do know already. But the best way to keep your string dry, uh, your archery string, your bowstring, is to keep it underneath your hat. Uh, I believe that's what Longbowmen did at Agincourt and throughout the Middle Ages. Um, yeah, you keep your spare string under your hat so it's warm and dry and uh, good to go when you need it. So there you go. There's your little nugget of history. My personal recommendation on how to get into LARP archery. And I wish you all a good evening.